Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be a forum, a forum that is very near and dear to my heart. That's right. Once again, I'll be delving deep into the mysteries of the Something Awful forums. And this week in particular, I'll be highlighting a certain thread that I found very entertaining in the general bullshit subforum called Sexual Encounters Gone Awkwardly Wrong. Now, this might be a little similar to the shameful hookups thread that I read several podcasts back. But personally, I never get tired of hearing about other people's crazy problems in bed. Why is that? Well, most likely it's because I'm a married gentleman. I like to hear about the other people and what they're doing. Ooh, the titillations and the forbiddenness of the doings. Ooh! <laughs> anyway... Anyway, let's get right into it. And the original post is written by Something Awful Forum member, The Dark Goblin. And his original post goes like this. I know we've all had them, those times, perhaps before we knew what we were doing, perhaps after we should have known better, when we just couldn't seem to find the right place to put it, or something like that. Times when we generally felt sorry for the poor soul that we somehow managed to finagle into bed, whether through sweet talk, heavy drinking, or just plain luck. Anyway, my story is as such. One night after drunkenly making out with a Brazilian girl at a nightclub in front of about 15 people cheering us on, I talked her into coming home with me. We hopped in a cab, and within 20 minutes we were making sweet, sweet love on my single bed. That's when I noticed I was no longer wearing a condom. Now, I've had condoms break. It's never a good situation. But it's not exactly all that rare. This condom had disappeared. The unfortunate girl rushed to the bathroom, yelling something in Portuguese. As it turned out, the condom was lodged up in her vagina. I don't have a vagina, but I can't imagine that it was too pleasant. Even though technically it wasn't my fault, I couldn't help but feel bad for the girl. Eventually, after a prolonged struggle, she managed to dislodge it. Needless to say, that encounter was a one-time thing. Now everyone shared their awkward-slash-hilarious sexual failures. I know there's a lot of inept goon sex going on out there. I know there was a thread about it a while back, and that was pretty funny. So let's go. And Mookface replies, It was dark, we were drunk. After a bout of passionate lovemaking on her parents' couch, I went to the washroom to take a post-ejaculation piss. I turned on the light and noticed that my face was covered in blood. I called the girl into the bathroom, and her face was too covered in blood. In the throes of passion, I had developed a pretty heavy nosebleed and managed to bleed on... <laughs> In the throes of passion, I had developed a pretty heavy nosebleed and had managed to bleed both onto my face and hers as well. We had had a lot to drink and were pretty into it, so neither of us noticed the sticky wetness as it coated our naked bodies and a good portion of the couch. I felt like an idiot, but she had a good sense of humor about the whole thing, so we just had a shower together and laughed it off. Desperado Bones replies, I got my period once just at the exact moment I was about to have sex. Of course, we didn't notice until we had finished, because it was dark and we were horny as fuck. A little embarrassing for me. I'm not sure what he felt. Probably disgusted. But I guess he kept those comments to himself because of his whole tiny penis problem. <laughs> Red Font replies, I hate it when you're going down on a girl, but once you get there, you realize that's definitely not the place you want to be, so you have to fake your way out of it. It's like, blah, how do I make this look like I'm not disgusted? Speaking of, that reminded me of a story. 
I was at a party getting pretty drunk. Things were uneventful until about 5 or 6 a.m. I got with a girl there, went down on her on the couch, wasn't able to squeeze anything else in before all the asshats woke up and interrupted. In any case, the next day I'm talking to a friend of mine who's there, tell him what happened, and he starts laughing. I asked why, and apparently she had had sex with some dude a couple of hours earlier. She claims it didn't happen, but I don't really know, so I guess there's about a 50% chance. None of my friends bothered to tell me, I had just come back from Florida, that she was a whore, and I still get shit to this day about it. The assholes. Sex ads. While in the middle of the deed, my knee touched down on the TV remote that happened to be half in, half out of the covers. Of course, it happened to hit the power button, and of course, it must have been pointed in the right direction because in the middle of this sweet lovemaking, our lovely chorus of grunts and moans were interrupted by Dora the Explorer chanting some ridiculous phrase over and over. Instead of fumbling or pausing to turn the television off, we tried to ignore it. But when that shrill voice acts like a broken record, there's no focusing on anything else. Banana Allergy replies, I was having sex with a new guy, and I was on top, and things were going pretty decently considering we were both pretty inexperienced. He hadn't been saying much, which was fine, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he moaned, I love fucking your ass. I basically stopped moving and said, What? Y you aren't. And he got really flustered and repeated, Oh God, uh, oh my God, forget I even said that. Just keep going. Forget I said that. Keep going. I really have no idea where the fuck that came from or what was going through his head. It's not impossible that he was fantasizing about doing his best friend in the butt. They were a little too close. Another time, a guy fingered me and made me bleed all over the place for reasons I still do not understand. And Decrepus replies to, to Banana Allergy, Maybe it was Wolverine. And Whizbang replies, Couldn't be. He's the best at what he does. Oh, comic nerds! All right. Slackerish replies, the girl I lost my virginity to and I got into the habit of fucking in her car, since our respective parents were always home. The typical position was me leaned back against the driver's seat, which was pushed up, and her riding me. It was a cowgirl in a small car, basically. So anyway, she gets her period and wants to have sex on it. I'm hesitant, until she tells me, but you don't need to wear a condom or pull out. Yes, I know this is not true, and I'm an idiot for falling for it, but give me a break. I was fucking 16. That was good enough for me. This encounter is kind of a double whammy, actually, because on our first go-round, it was simply too dry and well-bloody for me to get it up. When I did succeed to get it up and somehow get it in her vag, I instantly went limp. She starts to cry and talk about how I probably want to dump her now. I comfort her, and we decide to give it a second try. This time, we used a water bottle as lube. Now, I've only tried using a water bottle as lube in one other emergency occasion, and it didn't work at all. So I'm not sure why it worked this particular time, but it did. So we have awesome, bloody, unprotected sex, and I don't pull out before I come. But I do come, and after I pull out this murky red-white substance, it looked exactly like mayonnaise and ketchup mixed together, spills all over me. Remember what position we were in. Thankfully, my shirt was hiked up, so the bulk of it got on my stomach, but some of it managed to drip down and stain my sock, not to mention her car. So I react like any normal 16-year-old human being who is relatively new to sex in a situation like that would react and say, Yeah, gross! She starts to, yep, cry. Again, I figured she was embarrassed, so I start to comfort her. To which she responds, No, don't you get it? Our fluids were mixed together. This is beautiful. This is spiritual. You should appreciate this. <laughs>
Mr. Clark 2 adds, A couple of years ago, I hooked up with a chick, and we came back to my place for some drinks slash sex. After we had made out for a while, right as it was time to get down to business, she wanted to take a shower and borrow a razor. Okay, not too weird. Maybe she just wants to trim the hedges a bit before we get down. I'm cool with that. Well, she went to the shower and was in there for over half an hour. When she came out, she still had a big old muff going on. I still banged her, but it wasn't really all... <laughs> I still banged her. You can probably imagine what my face looked like. I got dumped over the incident a week later. Fuck it. TLDR, never have period sex unless you're wearing a condom. But I wasn't really all that into it. The bush was a big turnoff. <laughs> this story is terrible. Boof Chicken says, Maybe not so much awkward for me, but the situation was once I instigated it. I was going at it from behind with an ex, and I was thinking about how tired I was with the relationship. Things just weren't working anymore. I wasn't too happy. She wasn't too happy. So I pulled out from behind and say, I'm done. I quickly pull up my pants and shirt back on before she even has time to look around, grab my things, my pillow, and everything else, and walk out as she watches me with a dumbfounded look on her face. That was the only thing I had said the entire time. Omicron adds, I was once receiving a blowjob quite happily while I was standing up and she was on her knees. She proceeded to suck on my balls when she did the worst thing ever. She decided to put some pressure on one of them with her teeth. I instantly had a literal knee-jerk reaction and popped her right in the throat as I went down to the floor. Here we were, me in the fetal position, unable to move and her trying to open her throat again a few feet away. We laughed about it after I regained total consciousness. And Hamburglar adds, This happened to me just a few days ago, and I still seriously feel fucking bad about it. I must mention that I was stoned as hell. Me and my girlfriend of four weeks were having sex at my house. We get around to doing a doggy style when she gets out her butt plug in preparation for some sweet, sweet anal sex. All is going good, butt plug in place, all hunky-dory. The plug fell out, and me, being the kind, good sir I was, picked it back up and popped it back in. But what I actually done was rammed it just below where her tailbone would be. She leapt forward in immediate pain and, well, started to cry. I comforted her and all was fine, but I still can't help be feel terrible every time I think of that incident. It's <laughs> great. N.E.S. Gorilla replies, A long time ago, I went down on a girl that smelled so bad it permanently made me hate the idea of having my face near a crotch. It smelled like dirty ass mixed with sweat, plus the fish smell, plus the way plugs smell when people have their ears stretched, if that makes any sense. I had to excuse myself to barf and have never enjoyed cunnilingus since, even though most vages don't actually smell that bad. Caniculus replies, I was dating someone who I knew was gay. He was still in denial of it, but it was pretty obvious to everyone who knew him that he was gay. The whole relationship was really weird. It was more like having a friend who slept over a lot and liked playing girl games with me. Anyway, we finally had sex. It didn't last long and it was pretty bad. When it was done, he locked himself in my bathroom and cried for half an hour. When he was done crying, he came out and left. I didn't see him again for about six months. When we did talk again, it was nice to see he'd come out and had a boyfriend. Sadly, he also came out as a furry. But yeah, having him cry hysterically like that after doing me, really awkward. My friends still tease me about it. Kurogi Kenshi replies, I met this chick and she invited me over to a party that she was having. 
This was while I was in the Marines, and she was a Navy chick. We all get drunk, and one thing leads to another, and we head back to her room, which is part of this weird duplex-type layout, so she has a roommate who has the other room. Well, as we were doing it, she yells at me, Punch me as hard as you can! How about no? After that little exchange, she lets me put it in her ass and then sucks me off after that. Then she gets up and decides that she wants to go sleep in her roommate's room for whatever reason. So I chase after her while we are both naked, and who decides to show up at that time? Her fucking roommate. So the roommate yells while leaving and emails her telling her it's fucked up to fuck on her bed. A while later, the whole thing clears over, and we break up. Next thing you know, she is in San Diego or whatever, single and pregnant. Eee. Finite Joy replies, I have said the wrong name at least two times. I just don't use names at all during sex anymore. My boyfriend uses a lot of spit during sex, which always makes me wince because I hate the way it smells and the sheer volume that he produces. Before he penetrated me one time, he lubed up with a gob cue, me making a grossed out face or a weird noise, I forget, but it was done jokingly, and him angrily responding, do you always have to do that? He proceeded to start the sex, not realizing that his berating me had completely killed the mood. So guys, don't yell at your girlfriend before trying to have sex with her. D. Drag replies. I've had two, both resulting in personal injury with my current girlfriend. The first one was when she broke my cock. I realize quote-unquote break isn't the correct term, as there's no bone, so quote-unquote tear might be more appropriate. She was being a bit too rough. We sort of shifted in a different direction, and her body weight sat down awkwardly on it, causing it to bend and get all fucked up. I was hung like Clifford the Big Red Dog, and had to have surgery after explaining to some confused A&E staff what happened, and they had to bring in a urologist. The second one wasn't quite so bad. In the heat of the moment, I pushed her back onto a table, which decided to pick that moment to collapse, so I pretty much body-slammed my girlfriend through a table. I also landed on top of her, and since I'm not a particularly svelte guy, it cracked two of her ribs and caused huge bruising on her back. We're getting reward points at the A&E at this point. <laughs> okay. Clamps McGraw replies, Man, I have a lot of these. I think I'll just start with the most memorable one, though. About three or four years ago, I got together with this weird dykey roller derby girl. I'm 23, rail thin, and 6 foot 4, and she's 5'1", very boobs, hips type girl, and 19 years old. So we were already a com so we were already a comical couple to look at. We finally started getting it on, and my god, there was just the most ridiculous comedy of errors for every fucking time we tried to have sex. The first time around, I discovered that she came off as some super experienced flirty dykey girl. She's only ever had sex with one partner before, a friend of mine I find out afterwards. And because she's so small, and I'm reasonably large, not outside, just quite well proportioned, I literally can't get it in her. Hours of playing around downstairs, mountains of lube, and I just can't put it in without her crying out in pain. I felt like a child molester, seriously. Because I feel bad about it, she offers me a blowjob to finish me off. But because I now feel totally weird because she seems so inexperienced and vulnerable, it takes her about a solid hour to get me finished. And she can't talk properly the next day because her jaw is so sore. The second time around, we manage to finally get in a position where I can penetrate her. We figure out that it's her pubic bone that's causing the trouble. And that's where I can't get past. So flipping her over and doing a doggy is the only way we can initially make it work. I have to put her on her knees. <laughs> I have to put her knees onto three pillows each to raise her up enough 
for me to be able to actually do it. Although once it's in and it doesn't hurt, she really gets into it and starts screaming for me to fuck her harder. Obviously, I'm really enjoying it because it feels great. Finally, I think. This is awesome. So who am I to refuse? I grab her by the hips and start banging away as hard as I can. Of course, she loses her balance. Her legs spasm out. She tumbles off the precarious pillow stand I've set up underneath her, slips with her hand and smashes her face into the headboard. At which point, her nose starts pissing blood. But for some reason, shock or something, she doesn't make a single sound. The worst thing is, I thought she fell off the pillows because due to me seeing the leg spasms as she fell, she's really enjoying herself. So I just lean in and continue banging away. So for a good 10 seconds while she's reeling in shock after busting her face open, trying to staunch the flow of blood, I am leaning over her back, pumping away for all I'm worth. She was not very fucking happy about that. But I honestly didn't realize it till I saw the blood, and I had my eyes closed for a good bit. She had a black eye and a swollen nose the day after. She said she got in a fight not having sex with her retarded boyfriend. I could tell you in detail about the time we did it. I was far too pissed to get it up, and so accidentally brought her clotty, lumpy period on with my clumsy fingers, or the time I accidentally stuck a finger about three inches into her bum when I was fingering her too. But I think you now have the sort of details you need to draw the conclusion that sex with me is much like watching two pie-throwing clowns go flapping around with oversized shoes and trousers full of custard. The relationship didn't end too well overall. And Clamps McGraw receives some compliments on his first story and offers to read another one and says... I'd also like to point out that although you may think that one person cannot possibly be this unlucky slash retarded, these stories are the unvarnished truth. So without further ado, the time I was sick out a girl's sixth floor window whilst fucking. In my third year of university, I was quite the budding musician. Still am, but a lot less retarded about my ambitions now. I quite fancied myself the veritable Richie Manic. I'm very tall, thin, and had longish hair, and have quite an androgynous, non-goony face, even though I'm a total and complete nerd. Seriously, look at my fucking post-history. Which is the reason I used to have reasonable sexual success, and pulled gender-queer, dykey, and androgynous-looking girls all the time. So, let me introduce Ash. Ash is a girl I wanted to form a band with, because I heard her stuff, and knew that she wanted to get someone along to play it. It was very catchy, Bowie-esque, dark punk-style music, and we had the image to possibly pull it off. So, I introduced myself over the internet after seeing her and sent her a song or two. And she really likes it and says, okay, let's meet up and have a go at the whole music thing. The music thing never even takes off because we almost immediately start using it as an excuse to start fucking. So one night we head off down to the Grotty Student Union and dance away with all the hipster kids and all of her crusty hippie friends who are all vegans, most of whom are in long-term lesbian relationships, 50% of whom have dreads, etc. They're all trustafarians, basically, but Ash is okay. We have some extracurricular, illegal substances, and a whole pile of drink, and particularly rank chippy, and then come home. A bit of shisha, listen to some British sea power, and have some sloppy drunken sex, and pass out. So far, so typically student. But I wake up in the morning with the second worst hangover slash come down I've ever had. Actually, I've just thought of a fifth story I can tell you all later. So far, so typically student. But I wake up the next morning with the second worst hangover slash come down I've ever had. And feeling like a box of rotten fried shit. All I wanted to do was sleep for as long as I could to get rid of it. And thankfully, so did Ash. Gets to be about 1 p.m. though, and she's feeling fine, and I thought I was feeling better. So she starts nuzzling at me, clearly wanting more sex. And although I try to brush her off, she suddenly leaps down the bed and starts sucking my dick. It's pretty difficult to want to shrug off sex after that. So I get into it. 
even though my head is killing me and my guts are swirling away like a thousand infernal milkmaids pounding away at some satanic butter churn. Things progress, and she jumps on top of me to ride me cowgirl style. As she sits down, though, she slightly slips on the bed and falls forward into my stomach. Uh Uh-oh. The action of her crashing into my belly sends everything into overdrive, and I suddenly get the excessive salivation, which tells me I'm going to be violently sick in the next 30 seconds. Now bear in mind, this is 1 p.m., and everyone is in the flat. I leap up without explaining with my hand over my mouth, grab a towel which does nothing to hide my boner, and run to the bathroom as fast as I can. There's two people in there doing something, drying hair I think, and no other bathroom slash toilet in the flat. Another flatmate comes out of her room hearing the noise and looks at me with a distinct, huh, look. I run back into the room and my towel slips on the way, giving another flatmate a full view of my naked ass and a slight peek at my still proud boner. The door slams behind me. I pick up the wastebasket, but it's full of trash and last night's jizz rags and condom. I'm now literally five seconds from throwing up, and I have no choice. I sprint to her window, pull it up, and vomit forth with a very loud noise. Now, the flat is six stories up and is part of a complex of a square of buildings which has a communal garden in the middle of the square. What I didn't know was, due to it being the middle of the summer, There was a large barbecue going on in the middle of the garden square, full of maybe 30 people. And they all turn around to see my multi... (laughs) And they all turn around to see my multicolored stream of takeaway, beer, and ecstasy-fueled hell vomit spiral forth and go all over the wall and floor below. Even better, my boner has somehow remained proud and erect through all of this. So they see my cock peeking over the windowsill at the same time as I am defiling their garden from 80 feet up, and they all start shouting loudly at me. Ash starts screaming at me to get out, asking me what the fuck I was doing being sick out of her top floor window into the garden. Five minutes later, I have hurriedly packed my shit up and am fucked off, and not a moment too soon. The proverbial angry villagers are just within earshot and are storming up the flight of stairs on the other side of the block. I literally ran away down the street before any of them saw me. I was sick once more on the way home too. Later that day, she calls me to say that she had to pay for a cleaner to sort out the wall and had to spend all day apologizing and groveling for what had happened to the neighbors. And it was a hard job to convince them not to apply to the housing association to have her evicted and that I needed to pay for the cleaner and that she was fucking furious. I digitally transferred her the money and never went near the girl again out of the total shame I now felt for my actions being around her or her flatmates. I discovered years afterwards from the flatmate who saw my ass who I bumped into the street and after we'd had a good laugh about it, that she'd been in a dedicated lesbian relationship for multiple years with a girl who lived out of town and decided not to tell me and was just, quote unquote, trying me out to see if she liked boys. Due to me, she never went near one again, apparently. Dispute 2.0 writes, Was having sex with the ex-girlfriend on the bed when I pulled out because I was about to blow. Can't remember why I just didn't blow on her. I then stood up while holding my dick to keep the cum in and forgot that I had the ceiling fan on, which ends with me taking a blow to the back of my head from the said fan, letting go of my dick from the shock, and watching as my cum flies across the room and hits the wall. While my ex is laughing her ass off, I leave the room to grab something to clean my mess up, only to come back to find my dog had snuck in and was licking my sprog off the wall. Daedalus0101 replies, After a rather successful date with this girl who lived in my apartment complex, I took her back to my place to watch a movie. During the movie, she asks me to give her a back rub. I happily oblige. She takes off her shirt, and I start working my magic fingers. After about five minutes, she says, Oh, I like that. Are you using massage oil? I turned the light on and looked down to see that a scab on my elbow had ruptured and spilled blood all over her back. 
classy. Of course, being the goony goon I am, my only response was, don't worry, girl, I don't have the HIV. I was cool with it after we cleaned her up, but she wanted to be all bitchy and just play Mario Kart and be friends. (laughs) (laughs) We'll save shares. Oh, God, the gas. I have two. My ex and I were having some pretty average just-get-it-out-of-your-system sex. She was on top. She stopped and said the words that no man ever wants to hear. I really have to fart. Then she farted, with my dick all up in there. It was a very gross sensation. I could feel a vibration on my dick and wind on my balls. I instantly went limp, got in the shower, and we didn't have sex for like a week after that, and we lived together. Probably the most awkward sex I ever had, though, was after I got my dick pierced. I was stupid and kept trying to fuck before it was fully healed because I wanted to see if I could yet. I started trying about a month and a half into having the piercing and took a solid six months to fully heal. Ten minutes of trying to get it in without causing yourself excruciating pain is the most awkward I have ever felt in my life. Illegibly eligible replies. My first girlfriend was a farm girl. For those of you unlucky enough to never have dated a girl who has grown up on a farm, you're missing out on some of the most interesting sexual experiences in your life. Hayloft fucking, Olympic-sized trampoline fucking with a sprinkler underneath, fucking in a cornfield on a pitch-black night with a gigantic farm equipment rolling by mere yards from you, and of course all the nastiest and strangest sexual acts known to man under the ignorant gaze of farm animals. I have a bunch of stories with this girl, but one stands out above the rest. We're going at it in the garage, butt naked on the idling riding mower. Note that farm girls are none too smart, and neither are 17-year-old freshly divergenated geeks when it's sexy time. Things are going well with her on my lap for a while, then we both started getting tired. Lack of oxygen tired. About the time we were both yawning too much to keep fucking, it hits me like a ton of bricks that there's no ventilation, and it's awfully smoky. Exhaust fumes are building up. We stop and stumble out of the garage into the kitchen, where I sit down to catch my breath. Her being thankful for my having just saved her life, she has no intention of not fucking me, and my youthful virility gladly obliges her. We're both fairly messed up from breathing lawnmower exhaust for the last half an hour and oblivious to the fact that her mother and sister are in the living room, in full view of us, fucking loudly. I'm on the verge of blowing my load right about the time my head clears and I finally notice them trying not to stare at us. I push my girlfriend off me right as I'm coming and I splooge on the pussy. Nope, not that one, the other one, with four legs and a tail who just so happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. I bolt into my girlfriend's bedroom and I'm getting dressed when I hear an avalanche of laughter coming from the kitchen. I'm opening the bedroom window to sneak out when my girlfriend, still naked, her sister and her mother, bust into the room, red-faced from laughing so much and applauding. Apparently, they all thought it was friggin' hilarious. Strange-slash-awesome family. It's a shame the girlfriend was literally the dumbest person I have ever met in my life. And after three years, the frustration was no longer worth the fantastic sex. And to go full circle on this, there's a million more stories here. And perhaps I will revisit this for him. But just to finish off on something very similar to the first story. Tofu Injection replies, I had a girl over at my place, and we were talking, and talking turned into kissing, and kissing turned into groping, and we went into my room, and clothes came off, and I'm fingering her. You know how it goes. So I've got two digits in there, and they're all curled up in this little fish hook maneuver I like to do. It's pretty good times, because I can get to the G-spot on my way out, while the thumb is left with the perfect range of motion for clitoral exploration. She likes it, and I'm having a great time, because I'm glad she likes it. But something is bothering me. Every time I push inward, I feel a weird resistance pushing back on the tip of my second fingernail. Kind of like if you try to gently poke cling film. I'm drunk and she's loving it, so I try to ignore it. But there's this little voice in the back of my mind telling me that something is very wrong. 
like really very wrong, and it won't go away. I explore a little bit further, but subtly. I don't want to freak her out. My next pass, I flick my fingers back farther and extend them. She squirms around in pleasure, but I go completely rigid. As deep inside her, my first and second finger close around something. Something flimsy. Something that most definitely does not fucking belong there. Even before I pull it out, that little voice from before knows it's a condom. But me as a whole, I'm fucking dumbstruck. How could it be? How could she not notice that? Good God, what in the fuck is this from? So I pulled it out and took a look. Yep, condom. Fucking condom. Slowly unraveling in my fucking fingers, and it's moist. I am so completely shell-shocked by this that I get up and start to leave the room, condom in hand, like most likely visibly shaking. What's wrong? I hear from behind me. Nothing. Well, no, definitely something. Look, just give me a minute. Now she's getting worried. What ha- what- what happened? I weakly hold the condom up so she can see it. It really doesn't help that the thing is this rough, cheapo-looking thing, and that whoever made it thought a great color for the latex would be milky white. Um, this was like inside of you. She recoils in horror. Ugh, gross! Yes, that's what it is, you fucking faggot, screams the little voice inside my head, suddenly a whole lot less little. It's fucking gross. Now get rid of the fucking thing already. And by the way, there's a fifth of Jack on the table. So I flushed the condom and started drinking. She left shortly after. Well, what a story of delights. Don't you agree? Oh my. Who could have believed that there would be two stories involving condoms in the vagina? I'm sorry, condoms left inside the vagina post-coitus. Who's not paying attention to their vaginas close enough? Apparently these women. Is that even possible, ladies? Feel free to debunk if you feel that's necessary. Thanks for listening. Once again, as always, I want to thank everyone for listening. And I want to thank the Something Awful Goons for once again showing that they are the greatest storytellers and oversharers of personal information possible. Certainly, we are all better for it. It just, if anything, it lets you know that there are people out there who are having not great sex. Sure, some people might say any sex is good sex, but those guys are usually dudes and are just the basis, the worst kind of dude. What you're striving for is the ultimate connection between your soulmate as you pound them from behind, I guess. I'm not sure. Anyway, I also wanted to thank this week the uh, people who stepped up and asked for free magnets. I know it's not stepping up and asking for free things. Not really. They don't go together. Not really heroic to ask for a free magnet, but I guess it takes some bravery. You asked for your free magnets and you got them. I'm posting pictures on the Facebook fan page of people's fridges with my magnet on them. And uh, I still have some magnets left if anybody wants one. I'm not twisting any arms. I'm just saying free magnet. That's all I'm really saying. Free magnet. It's like free money. They both start with M. Whatever. Anyway, I also wanted to announce that coming up very soon, I'm going to have some exciting guest podcasters for Lou Reads. And that's going to be some, uh, just some friends of mine who I know from around the way. But uh, these are some powerhouse people. Let me tell you something. Powerhouse people doing things for me and you because we all love you. Has this whet your appetite? to listen to more Lou Reads as if you needed even more reason to listen anyway 
So I'm going to have that coming up. I'm also, I realized I recorded some extra Witch Forum stuff. I'm going to uh, make that like a little bonus thing on the website. Um, uh, maybe not through iTunes, but if you go to the website, I'll announce it. More psychic attacks. Let me tell you, there's some pretty serious beings encroaching through this universe of ours, the psychic wall. Don't even bother getting a Dreamcatcher. That shit is garbage. Thanks again for listening. This has been Lou for Lou Reads, the internet for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>